Welcome to the India Fintech Diaries, the only podcast focused exclusively on the Indian fintech market. I'm Elroy. And I'm Heman. In each episode, we dive into the latest trends, ideas, innovations, business models, and personalities that are shaping India's fintech landscape. We also invite amazing guests who are innovators and industry players that are driving the change that is helping make financial services more modern, innovative, and inclusive in India. Come join us as we explore the changing landscape of fintech in India. Welcome back to a brand new episode of India Fintech Diaries. In the last episode, we spoke to BG Mahesh, CEO and co-founder of Sahmati, collective of the account aggregator ecosystem. We spoke about how the account aggregator framework will democratize the access to financial data and put control back in the hands of the customer. If you have not yet heard our previous episodes, do give them a listen. I am your host, Elroy. And I'm Hemant. Recently, you would have heard a lot about OCEN, spelled O-C-E-N, and how it will democratize the lending landscape in India. As promised in our last episode, we will be covering OCEN, Open Credit Enablement Network this time. And to understand this space, we have Ankit Singh, co-founder of Credol, which is a collective of varied ecosystem players who share a common dream to democratize access to formal and affordable credit. Welcome, Ankit to India Fintech Diaries. Thank you, Heman. Thank you, Elroy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, thanks, Ankit. Thanks for joining us. Now, before we jump headlong in the ocean, uh, I mean, Oaken, I think the award for the worst joke <laughs> of this year will go to me, but so wait. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and how you ended up in midst of the next big, big thing in lending in India? Hmm. Uh, so I have been deeply embedded in the fintech space uh, for almost a decade now, uh, right after engineering and b-school i set out to build a payments company called my uh, that got acquired in 2017 uh, as part of the acquisition i then got the opportunity to build an array of uh, financial products for two years and uh, as that period culminated this summer i leapt at the opportunity to volunteer full-time with iSpirit, which stands for Indian Software Product Industry Roundtable, which is a non-government uh, tech think-and-do tank. And uh, it is an amazing body of volunteers that have been volunteering part-time for, for many years now. And it has been amazing to see the India stack grow along with my own fintech journey and being able to contribute my bit uh, towards the cause of financial inclusion is what brought me to drive our Oaken-related efforts. And uh, I feel fortunate to contribute my bit towards it. Very interesting, Ankit. That's an extremely interesting story about your background there. Ankit, today lending is uh, becoming one of the most active fintech sectors in India with a lot of money just uh, pouring in into these fintechs as well as fintechs being founded almost every day to target this space. So many of the problems uh, that are faced today by this ecosystem are being uh, targeted by various players. So we're just wondering what is the precise problem that Oaken aims to solve? Sure. So Oaken or Open Credit Enablement Network is to credit what UPI is for payments or what account aggregator is for data. It is a standard tech protocol, like say HTTP, that standardizes what a digital loan application and its complete life cycle from loan initiation to repayment looks like. That's it. That's all it does. And that standardization has the same massive benefits that India stack has uh, shown us till now, like the ability to serve users at very low marginal cost. But specifically, in case of Oaken, it creates a common language that an agent of a borrower can use to submit a loan application to any lender. The, now, this agent of the borrower here, whom we uh, call a loan service provider, can be any marketplace, 
an online aggregator or any entity that has a large number of prospective borrowers as its customers. And I think one of the one of the problems that I've seen uh, when I when we speak to people about Okin mm-hmm. is in many cases uh, people actually confuse Okin with uh, being a lending marketplace. Hmm. And I'm guessing there's a lot more nuance uh, to this entire uh, space, right? Because Okin is not strictly a lending marketplace. Sure. So maybe you could help us understand a little a little better as to how Okin enables this entire uh, space. Uh, maybe with a few examples and use cases that will help our audience uh, get a better grasp on the topic. Sure, sure. So so I'll double click on the problem question that you raised, right? And and I'll lay it out basically for a lender what Oaken enables. And uh, what it solves for them is essentially challenges around enabling cash flow-based lending. So when we went to a set of lenders whom uh, we, we felt were the ones who had low cost of capital that could in turn result in lower interest rates for the borrowers in the country who have been out of the formal sector for the longest time now, we came across a common set of challenges that they cited. One prominent one was that the cost of customer acquisition was typically very high uh, for for small ticket size, short tenure loans. And it just isn't economically viable for them to uh, disburse loans uh, of, of of those cash flow loan product types uh you, you know and, and then subsequently one one apart from the acquisition issue the subsequent issues are that uh, how do they get relevant rich data signals of those borrowers to make credit assessment decisions and then subsequently how do they monitor them and then third how do they uh, enable easy simple repayment collections of payments from the same borrowers that they're giving out the loans to now for all of these challenges the unique insight for which we created that standard a tech protocol uh, Oaken for to standardize a loan application was that if we can connect these lenders to solve these three challenges that they cited quite frequently with these marketplaces, then that will help them solve for these problems. Because if I take an example of, say, an online food aggregator, then because they have maybe millions of restaurants as their customers already, then they can quickly plug them on the Oaken rails and send that application to the lender effectively reducing their cost of acquiring that prospective borrower to zero. Subsequently, they can share that restaurant's alternate data, like say the ratings and the reviews on the platform, their vintage with the platform, their throughput of orders in in the past. So all of that historical data can be shared, which can be utilized by the lenders to assess the credit worthiness of the borrower. Subsequently, they can even track uh, or monitor the performance of the borrower in a in a way to continuously engage with them where they can basically see that what's the throughput of orders looking like post facto once the loan has been disbursed and that can also help them in creating an early warning system of sorts and finally on the same online food aggregator if that marketplace or aggregator is sitting in the middle of the cash flow of the borrower then they can also help in repayment to the lenders so so this is one example uh, in which it sort of comes out but the other important thing is that for the same online aggregator uh, which is a food marketplace say over here uh, it's not only the restaurants but also the delivery agents or their employees or even their say demand side consumers for whom they can create on top of oken a buy now pay later product short term working capital loan for the restaurants, a personal loan for the for the employees and so on. So Oken as a rail can enable creation of a different kind of loans, whether it is for businesses or for individuals. And, and the LSP, this loan service provider in this construct, plays a critical role, uh, as I just highlighted, 
and collaborating with the lenders to create those specific products. So that's a good view from the point of view of someone who uh, is probably an uh, aggregator and uh, trying to offer additional uh, financial products on the platform to their customers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but I also wanted to understand a little more in that as well. Uh, so, for example, if I looked at uh, from the point of view of, say, a restaurant on, say, on Zomato or a Swiggy platform, right? Mm-hmm. How would this, uh, how would Oaken actually help them overall? I'll try and break that down a little more as to what I'm trying to ask here, right? Hmm. So, uh, is Oaken actually going to look at, uh, say, let's say I'm a restaurant on uh, Zomato and let's say I have a work- working capital need there. So, can I just log on to uh, a lender's uh, portal, for example, and yeah. uh, submit my Zomato data to them for them to be able to take a decision? Or is there some other mechanism that this entire works? Because there's a lot of data points that will come into picture. One is could be this this kind of aggregator data that we uh, that you just spoke about. The second thing could be data that comes from other sources like GST and lots of other uh, non-traditional sources. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's a great question, and 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 I'll get to the data part of it. You know, with the example of the first LSP implementation that we are doing, and uh, I'll uh, highlight the different channels through which the lenders are getting the different sorts of data to determine that credit worthiness. But you touched upon a very important point there about the borrower applying for the loan application and what is that experience going to look like. So if I again go back to that online food aggregator example, the loan service provider or Zomato, for example, in this case, uh, hypothetically, is the loan service provider who is orchestrating that front-end experience with the borrower. So whether it is the delivery agent's own mobile app, it can be a chatbot on the Zomato app, it can be an employee portal for the Zomato employee, there will be different front-end clients where the LSP can initiate this loan application for the borrower and uh, and, and in the back-end then connect them with multiple lenders who are on to Oaken with great ease. Now, what's in it for the LSP is that if we flip it, we looked at the three challenges that the lenders quite often highlighted. If I were to look at the three challenges that the LSPs often highlighted when it came to providing financing to their uh, customers, then the first uh, most prominent one was around custom integrations and the hassles that it brought along for them. So for example, for the same Zomato to do one-to-one custom integration with each and every lender is a Herculean task. It's quite painful, which comes with its associated OPEX and overheads over a longer period of time. And then secondly, they integrate with these different lenders and the experience for the borrower is not homogeneous, right? So you have different turnaround times from different lenders. Few will take three days to come back with a loan offer, you might come back in uh, in two hours and so on. In certain cases, you might have a pre-selected customer and so on. And then the dispersal times will vary as well. And then uh, the third and the most important one is that they've struggled for the longest of the time to create custom financial products for the borrowers in this case. So if Zomato, for example, wants to create different kind of products for the restaurants, it might be a term loan for equipment financing. It might be a working capital loan for procuring ingredients, which will in turn help them serve the demand on their platform, then there are these different type of cash flows that they need to assess. There are different different kind of products that need to come out. And the player in all of this who has the pulse on that business, that borrower, is actually the loan service provider. They are the one who know the customer really well. So, so what we will see is that, and what we're starting to see is that instead of a, a, a fixed sort of vanilla product being there and that being sort of force fit into for the borrowers, what we will see is that LSP is collaborating with the lenders to create specific contextual tailor-made products for the borrowers. And the, the interest of the LSP to enable this, to do this, to improve the financial of the borrower 
is to in turn improve the liquidity on their own platform so that their food business, which is the business in this case that we're talking about, thrives very well because their restaurants are uh, doing well financially. Understood, Ankit. I think that uh, really makes a lot of sense. I think it also highlights a very important uh, second uh, second order effect that if today I was, a, I was an existing aggregator or someone who wanted to start a new platform that uh, dealt in uh, sourcing financial loan products and distributing it uh, in a marketplace kind of environment, hmm. Oakland would actually make my life a lot more simpler. Because in the traditional world, I would probably have to do maybe a thousand different integrations, right? Uh, with each of the loan uh, product creators and then use additional integrations to distribute the products. Right. Actually, that brings me to another interesting question. Because if you look at uh, the Indian uh, digital fintech lending landscape today, there are a number of aggregators that have grown over time, right? Uh, in this space, that are built of uh, platforms that uh, actually help distribute loans. While they've not been so much on the SME side of things where you're looking at loans being distributed to businesses, but there's a fair amount of development that's definitely happened on the personal loan uh, side of things. So in the Oaken world, how do you see these firms actually changing? Because they've already invested a significant amount of capital in building these uh, proprietary relationships with both lenders and the platforms that cater to borrowers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Oaken, you know, is a protocol that any lending marketplace uh, can use to connect with the lenders. So in effect, it becomes another rail for me as an intermediary to connect these borrowers uh, with the lenders. And one part is the one that you highlighted, which is that it becomes a plug and play that I can utilize to connect with more lenders who are coming up and so on. But at the same right. time, as we have engaged with many of the existing fintech marketplaces, one thing that again comes up is the overhead associated with maintaining this complex integration that comes across, right? For okay, example, okay. if I am integrated with the 60 lenders today, I might have like, say, an custom API connect with about 15 or 20 of them. In certain cases, then I'm, you know, sharing manual spreadsheets with them and so on. So, so there are different sort of connects and, and uh, different sort of turnaround times and so on. The other feedback that we have received on that, on the flip side of it, is that Oaken enables uh, and homogenizing that connect with many of these lenders, which in turn then reduces their OPEX and turns that cost center into a profit center and then helps them focus on some of the other things that they'd be wanting to focus on, which is to create far better experiences on the front end for the for the borrower involved. Now, what Oaken does is that it enables embedded lending at scale. The way we expect it to pan out is that any entity with distribution can potentially become an LSP. And if they capture data points, they can help lenders in credit decisioning, then it's even a better LSP fit because then they can serve their customers better for their financial needs. But if you look at the, the lending marketplaces, they have a key role to play here. And, and we see that they will put on multiple hats in this cash flow based lending value chain. They will enable borrowers to apply for loans in different contextual paradigms. What I mean by that is that you know, these loan marketplaces are fintechs uh, with very deep asset know-how and their value addition to lenders goes beyond just distribution. So in the new Oaken world of many LSPs connecting with lenders, their role will become even more prominent because they can utilize their expertise to build financial products, uh, customize it for the borrowers in question and orchestrate that experience even as an LSP, but then they can also become a technology service provider to provide additional value around derived data for credit decision in making and so on. So we see that they will unbundle, you know, many of these values that they provide and there will be a sort of reconfiguration in the value chain and the marketplaces really do want to go beyond just lead gen 
and and, and they will definitely do that uh, because distribution as the value add is just one part of what they add uh, to the equation and that is something that is likely to get commoditized if each and every app that i'm interacting with can tomorrow become a potential lsp but then beyond that there's a big chunk of the value add that they do where they are not going away but more importantly as Oken comes into picture and as these LSPs come into picture and then we have these multiple LSPs starting to send out loan applications onto Oken to the lenders, we will actually see an increase in the number of applications going through the network. But that's not the core metric that we are after. The core metric that we are after is that how much capital eventually flows through the rails. And that in turn is a function of how much of the loans are actually, loan applications are actually getting converted. And that is where there will be a sort of a vacuum that would be created, which uh, is a great opportunity for these uh, existing fintechs to play and and, uh, provide for by putting on different caps of a technology service provider or a derived data provider and so on. Angad, you also also spoke about cash flow based lending, which is central to this government's agenda as well. And considering that India's MSME credit gap is anywhere between 330 to 400 billion dollar, it is a use case which is a focus. But other than that, also, I can see that this particular platform will actuate or actualize a large number of use cases. So at a personal level, Ankit, are there any specific use cases which can be enabled by Oken that you're really excited about? Yeah, it's been exciting to just to see a, the bunch of interesting use cases coming from the market. The first two implementations that we are working on are uh, Sahai Government E-Marketplace and Sahai GST, where on the Government E-Marketplace, we are enabling financing for the sellers catering to the government orders in form of a pre-shipment product where they can avail financing on their purchase orders. In case of uh, Sahai GST, we are enabling financing of uh, unsecured working capital loan for the sellers on the back of their GST invoices. Uh, those two are the ones that we are starting with. And uh, GST1 and GEM, both, both are you know one of my favorites to begin with. Because uh, on GST, what we realize is that more than 80% of the businesses didn't have access to formal credit for cash flow-based lending loans because they didn't have the requisite collaterals or balance sheets uh, that, that that typically the lenders look at. So that in itself will solve a big chunk of problem for the 10 million or so MSMEs. But beyond that, some of the other use cases that are coming up are around Kirana stores who have been hit by COVID in the past few months and are now looking to bounce back. And cash flow-based lending is the way to help them get back on the feet faster. Some of, Some very interesting use cases are emerging around there as well. Uh, I would say my top favorite is around dairy uh, in, in the agri sector where uh, Oken is now being looked at for uh, giving small loans to, to dairy farmers, to dairies and so on. So, so that is one use case where we are seeing it help capital permeate deep in the tier three cities um, and villages as well. So, so that is something that's uh, close to my heart. But then on the other side, uh, in the urban cases as well, there are very interesting use cases coming around looking at SaaS cash flows, where there's an opportunity to securitize some of these cash flows, which are uh, recurring in nature. And uh, then, you know, anybody like gamers to TikTok influencers, they can share the relevant data to even get loan around that. So I think over next one or two years, it will be very interesting to see what are different use cases emerge. Some of my favorite ones today that stand out around Agri and uh, Kirana. That's very interesting, Ankit. And you spoke about Sahai. So is it very similar to what Beam was for UPI? Yeah, exactly. So Sahai is a reference implementation app. It's an example app being built out on top of Oken, just like Beam was on top of UPI. 
Now, Beam was an example app, and the idea was that there will be more market players like PhonePay, Google Pay, WhatsApp, etc. that came later on UPI, uh, who would build uh, uh, very innovative, different experiences on top of it. Similarly, Sahai is the first uh, reference implementation. Beyond that, we expect many more LSP apps to come uh, and build uh, very innovative uh, experiences and very innovative products for the borrowers. Sahai is the implementation that we're working on right now that will go live very soon. Awesome. For our listeners who are who are not from India, who have not heard about UPI, UPI is the real-time payment system that India has. And when it got launched, Beam, as uh, Ankit pointed out, was launched as a reference app that others can look at and then uh, replicate or learn from uh, to implement UPI in different formats and for different use cases. So uh, Ankit, during the entire process, when you were speaking about uh, the Sahai use case or other use cases, you also spoke about account aggregators. So can you help us explain in what, what is the kind of relationship between account aggregator and Oaken platform? If I look at a lender today who is uh, enabling this loan um, on top of Oaken, there are broadly three channels where they're getting different data points from to assess the creditworthiness of the borrower. So if I again take example of the online food aggregator, then you have, say, uh, certain uh, borrower-related data. In this case, say for the restaurant, their reviews, their past orders, and so on coming as part of the payload on the Oaken Rails as part of that loan application. But then the financial information of the restaurant, their bank statements and other data actually is fetched by the lender through the account aggregator setup. So that is the second channel from where that data would be coming in. Then there will be other alternate third channels like uh, today, uh, bureau data and everything else that will be fetched by the lender they might do an internal lookup and so on if the customer is existing to bank and so on. And, and that is where they, they, they then assimilate all of these different data points coming from these three different channels, so to speak, to make their credit decision. Now, in case of Sahai, both in the cases of Sahai Gem and Sahai GST, the loan application is, uh, cre- is uh, initiated on the Sahai app, which is the loan service provider. Customer selects the purchase order or the GST invoice against which they want to avail financing. And that is transmitted along with any other data that might be relevant for the lender, which is non-financial, going from Sahai app to directly to the lender through the Oaken Rails. Once the application hits the the, the lender, then uh, they, they fetch the data from account aggregator related to the borrower. Now, as part of the Oakendale itself, the on the LSP side of it, on the Sahai side, I as a borrower actually initiate my consent for the lender to pull my data. And, and that data, that consent handle, so to speak, is uh, delayed to the Oakendales as well. And then that is what's utilized by the lender to fetch the data from account aggregator. So what we see is that Oaken is, is a totally separate rail, totally separate set of uh, APIs that are implemented by the lender, while account aggregator is a totally different set of um, uh, APIs. They're totally unbundled with each other, but they work beautifully when they are utilized together in conjunction with each other, which is what uh, all the lenders that we are working with now are looking at doing, because these two form the critical part of the India stack, along with the UPI and Aadhaar. And, and, and uh, when, when for this lending use case, the lenders use all of these uh, components of India stacks appropriately, it helps them serve the customers in the best manner possible. So, uh, Ankit, if I were to understand this a little more in detail, right, uh, this would mean that account aggregators uh, serve a very important role in the entire system, where they are the source of the financial data, while Oaken also uh, works as a central rail that packages the financial data and the non-financial data in a loan application 
and that then passes that on to a lender on a standardized uh, protocol is that would that be a fair way to look at this yeah so if you look at the lsp lsp as per its base definition solves for distribution it creates a loan application and then it passes alternate data technically lsp is not handling the financial information uh, let's say an example the bank statements of the borrower in this case right so if you talk about say the lsp creating a score a rating and so on or sharing certain contextual data that they are aware of uh, owing to the business activity that they do typically with the borrower, which might be of interest to the lender for credit decisioning, then they would pass that over as part of the rails. And then the financial information, and today we have, uh, subsequently you will have GSTN and then a PF-related information, insurance-related information anyway as part of the account aggregator setup that will go through that those rails. Eventually, we will also see the scenario where these LSPs would also want to maybe become a derived data provider. And in that case, what they might do is that they might actually share some of those data through the account aggregator rails as well. So there there will be a case where some of this information will flow into the account aggregator rail and even from there will be shared with the user consent to the lenders. So that will emerge in the coming days. But that is where uh, it stands today, where all of the financial information will come to the account aggregator rails, while the alternate data will come through the LSP Oaken rails. Coming back, Ankit, we also see that you're the co-founder of Credol. Maybe you could walk us through uh, some of the good work that Credol is doing as well. Yeah, sure. So Credol is a, a collective for cash flow-based lending players. So the lenders, the loan service providers, technology service providers, derived data providers, and so on. Essentially, all these different entities which need to come together to bring cash flow-based lending to life. They come over and then we help them in the intermingling with each other to uh, create these different sort of uh, cash flow products between the lenders and the LSPs and the TSPs come in and help, help in the plumbing and then subsequently helping make sense of the data that's coming up and so on. So in all of this, uh, Credol evangelizes the uh, Oaken as a protocol, takes feedback from the market players to evolve it subsequently and, and uh, continuously see where it can sort of fit in and in, in the different use cases that they want to drive. So it's a, as a public good, it's a participatory protocol where we have been working with different players, soliciting feedback for them to share in terms of how would they see the Oaken as a real being utilized for different contexts that they want to drive. And uh, and we take feedback in many of these cases. So for example, like you highlighted about the fintech, uh, existing set of fintechs who might be lending marketplaces. So we have had uh, actually great feedback from many of them in terms of how they see some of the use cases that they drive today. And in certain cases, when they give certain feedback on that, then we even bake that as part of the standard uh, protocol. But beyond that, uh, Oaken will be working on uh, with the players on many of the other aspects as well that an LSP would need to engage with the lenders on for certain kind of products. And this would entail standardizing some of the aspects of risk, policy, legal, security, uh, product and some of those things that an LSP would typically need to engage on with a lender as well. So the intent over there again is to provide a very simple, pure plug-and-play approach for the LSPs to connect their borrowers with these lenders with as much ease as possible through the Oaken. Understood. So Ankit, uh, the way you explain, it is very clear that loan service provider is is going to play a key role in on this, and it is going to actually offer lending as a feature or lending gets added as a feature to the service that they are providing to their customers. Now, if someone really wants to become a loan service provider, uh, what would be the process for it? Yeah, so the public APIs are um, uh, available on um, iSpirit's GitHub. 
uh, page and we have they've also put up a swagger hub so anybody can check out the apis and can start implementing them in-house or a loan service provider can tie up with a technology service provider who can help them do a custom implementation or many of them are creating these lsp sdks that they can embed as part of their current app flows so so they can do that today and once they have done that implementation the second step is to get certified by a credol impaneled certification agency so we will have a few certification agencies who would uh, ensure that this integration that has been done of oken by these lsps is neat and tight uh, this certification is also carried out for lenders with the intent to ensure that uh, from an interoperability perspective, security perspective, and most importantly, for a consumer's uh, experience perspective, it's all safe, secure, and consistent across uh, any of the entities on Oken. And uh, as that step is carried out, then we register that LSP as part of, um, as an Oken LSP, and then further facilitate their connect with multiple lenders by helping them exchange public keys, whitelisted IPs, and so on. So that operationalization step comes to step three, uh, which will then uh, be facilitated by Credol. And then uh, and then we connect them with the multiple lenders uh, that they want to engage with. Uh, and then and then from there on, they can subsequently even connect with them for in a one-to-one manner for uh, specific products they want to collaborate on and so forth. Understood. I'll get two follow-on questions. One is you spoke yeah. about that the API framework is available. So one, where uh, someone could go to get the details of, of that API. Uh, and the second is, what would be the different kind of revenue models that the LSP can explore? Yeah, so APIs are available on iSplit's uh, GitHub page. And um, I will share that uh, with you to publish as part of uh, uh, the description as well with the audience. And uh, they can check it out and they can give feedback on that. We have also set up a developer community where we are getting feedback uh, from the from developers on the API specs. And uh, we're continuously looking at evolving it further. Now, from the revenue model for an LSP, there are different uh, interesting approaches that we have started to see already. So one thing is that, you know, a loan service provider might even decide not to charge the borrower. So that case can be that if I'm, say, again, a food online aggregator, then I might basically just want to provide this financing opportunity to my customers by just connecting them to multiple lenders and let the lenders charge them the interest rate. Because for me as a marketplace, the core metric that I'm maybe driving is my GMV and I'm essentially just trying to enable this Oaken Connect to help my borrower customer get access to this financing opportunity, that's all. So so that might be one scenario, which is quite likely. likely. And we have seen many non-fintech marketplaces do that. We've seen that happen with the Shopify and so on in the US and then many, many others are thinking of doing so over here as well. So there are a few of them who have that line of thinking. Then there are others who will be looking at charging the borrower a value-added service fee. And uh, as the agent of the borrower, the loan service provider charges them. And it is a departure from a DSA model where they don't charge the lender. So they will be charging the borrower this value-added service fee for this opportunity that they're providing to them by creating this custom financial product and by helping them share their data and so on. And and uh, apart from that, there are certain ways where we are seeing that it can also manifest in the form of a subscription fees or, or as part of a package where, where they can get three to four loans uh, connected and uh, and they can avail them for free of cost and so on. Beyond that, there are more interesting models emerging where the borrower can uh, avail the loan for free from the LSP. 
but then the use cases might be defined. So it will be an end use case defined where in turn, then the LSP actually earns money from the commission that they generate from the end use case merchants where the borrower is uh, uh, supposed to uh, spend the uh, loan amount on. So those are three, four models that have emerged. Beyond that, uh, many interesting models like bidding, etc. seem to be coming up, but but they are uh, a bit early in the game. So that's another very interesting you know, thread to track that I'm always excited by to look at what are the different business models that emerge apart from the different interesting use cases that we get to hear every new week. Definitely, definitely, Ankit. Anyways, you have, cre- you have as, as a community, you have created the tool. Uh, I'm very sure that as the ecosystem and the market starts adopting it, many new models are going to emerge. Ankit, you also spoke about the certification requirement when someone becomes an LSP. Yeah. But even on an ongoing basis, are there any regulatory requirements or audit requirements that the LSPs will have to comply to? Yeah, so LSPs uh, will just be lightly certified through the OKNM panel agency. One way to envisage them or view them is through the lens of the third-party app providers in the UPI world. And uh, it has been brought out very nicely in the UK SINA MSME Committee report uh, that came out uh, last year in June 2019, uh, which uh, for the first time put forth the notion of loan service provider and talked about that how uh, just on the lines of UPI, in, in the UPI world lines of phone pay, Google pay and so on, those guys, because they're not the custodian of the money, they were the mere consent collectors, so to speak. So those entities did not have to be uh, heavily regulated. Uh, similarly, if you look at an LSP at core, it is uh, going to create this loan application, send it across the Oaken rail to the lenders along with some alternate data. So, so they will just need to be lightly certified. Having said that, if that LSP tomorrow wants to, you know, get access to more uh, data and uh, wants to undertake more activities, then in that case, their role will evolve. So, essentially, the scope of regulation will be a function of the scope of activity that they undertake. And, uh, and that is uh, that will take many shapes and forms. But for an LSP, so to speak, they would just need to be uh, lightly certified. And the recommendations of the UKSINA committee report have been accepted by the RBI and the government. Understood. So, Ankit, we can't wait to start using uh, implementations of OKEN. So, where are we in this journey now? And if you could lay us out a timeline for our listeners as well. Yeah, so we have... Uh, uh, Close to eight lenders right now who are in different stages of OKEN implementation with five of them have already completed it and we will be looking at uh, we are in the last days of testing in, in the coming few days very very soon we would be looking at going live with the Sahai gem Sahai government marketplace and then uh, uh, Sahai GST to follow up in that so we're looking at few days for Sahai gem and just a matter of few weeks for Sahai GST and then uh, the other LSP use cases to go live so on the lender side, we have uh, those eight that I just mentioned who are in more of an advanced stage of the API implementation. Then there are about uh, 10 or 15 more who are interested to come on to OKN as lenders. Then we have uh, close to 90 or so LSPs who have expressed interest to use OKN to facilitate uh, financing for their customers and embed those different kind of products for them. And then we also have a vibrant ecosystem of uh, technology service providers and derived data providers who are coming into play to help these lenders and LSPs connect with each other. So it's just a few uh, matter of few weeks where it will come out in the market. But the activity right now is uh, uh, pretty high uh, and a lot of movement uh, is going on underground. 
uh, within the different players, the the lenders, as well as the LSPs right now in this first phase to set up this Oaken plumbing, but then very soon to start enabling flow of capital through the rails as well. Ankit, you said 19 LSP uh, people who want to become LSPs or 90-90 people, 90, companies? Yeah, that... yeah. so 90-90 uh, wow. that have expressed, but, but I think there might be more because we... Uh, we we come to know of many cases where the TSPs then bring the LSPs to us. So the 90 number was the number that had reached out to us directly, uh, or uh, in the recent times. And then uh, and then there are many others who are reaching out to lenders or the TSPs directly, and then coming via that route. So so I think th- it's there's a great opportunity for uh, a long tail of LSPs to emerge in in the country, and uh, and and we will basically see this model where. While in the past we had, you know, the offline model of uh, uh, being replaced by the online model in the marketplace, the the boundaries will slowly merge more and more, and you will basically see this sort of fusion or embedding happening on the uh, on the marketplace side, uh, where the LSPs will start embedding different kind of financial products, and they will become more and more contextual at the relevant point in time in the journey of the user. It will be very interesting to see how that turns out to be on the front end for the customers. Okay, that sounds absolutely amazing. Uh, I think we we should really look forward to some really interesting uh, and use cases to come out in the whole uh, open journey in the days ahead. Thanks for taking the time to speak to us today and patiently taking us through some of the finer aspects of Oaken. Uh, we wish you the very best uh, for your future uh, journey with Token as well. Thank you both for uh, having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, that's it from India Fintech Diaries this week. If you'd like to know more about Okin, do take a look at the show notes where we'll include a number of useful links uh, and uh, additional information about Okin. And also for m- more information, you can always refer to credal.org. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as we did. Have a great day and stay safe.